Episode 17, The Heart is the Seat of All Power. This is Ruth Elizabeth Hancock and welcome to Work Your Energy podcast, which is a show all about how to thrive in this energetic universe that we live in. This week, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the heart, which I know we touched on last week, and that's because this is such an important area and I really feel that the heart is truly the power for for us and for our collective and even our entire world. And this week I'm going to be looking a lot more at the energy body, which of, which of course is the chakra system within our physical body. In my opinion, the heart is our link to the energy field. And because it's our link to the energy field, it's how we connect with our energy body. It's how we connect to the energy field. And it's how we connect to each other on a collective and energetic level. And If the heart is blocked, which I'm seeing in most people that it is, I think that this can truly affect not only our life in the physical world, but also stop us from connecting to our energy world as well, which in my opinion is where all of our wisdom, knowledge and power is. The heart is also our discernment, our levels of self-love and self-identity, because the heart is who we truly are and is the seat of our identity. It's also our deep wisdom and memories, ancient memories, origin memories. And it's also our connection to ourself and to other people around us, our compassion, our love of self, love, love of others. It's how we communicate compassionately with each other in this world. So if the heart is blocked or you can't feel your heart, then I think that this will create a lot of problems in our lives. And I can see that in the modern world or the Western world, if you like, so many of us have blocked hearts. And I think that this is creating a huge amount of problems. Because in my opinion, the heart is connected to discernment and trust. I also feel that people who have blocked hearts will have a problem discerning what or who is right or wrong for them in their life. And this can be seen as the energy. As Bruce Lipton says, our energy knows within two minutes whether someone is right for us. And I think that this is the wisdom of the heart that is guiding us in this direction and guiding us to tell us what is right for us, what is wrong for us. And this aspect of trust, if we're not able to truly trust ourselves and trust our energy body and trust our intuition, then we will struggle a lot more in this life because we'll be pulled which way and that by you know, the, the different people, the different collective, the energy pendulums, all these things I'm talking about in my podcast all the time. So it's the, the seat of our self-identity, the seat of who we truly are. So blockages in and around the heart will, I think, have a huge effect on our well-being 
and our mental state in this physical world that we live in. Of course, as I'm sure most of you know, manifestation will be much harder to do as well because we manifest through the heart, not through the mind. And if our heart is blocked, it will be much harder to be able to manifest what we truly want. So metaphysically, it's said that the top three chakras connect us to our voice, intuition, and the cosmos, respectively. And the bottom three chakras connect us to the physical world. The root chakra at the base of the spine is our grounding. And people who are not grounded in life have beliefs, blockages, traumas, and unresolved past issues that are stopping them from connecting fully back to this first chakra in the energy system. In order to be perfectly aligned, energetically aligned in our life, in our physical body and our energy body, we need to have all of our chakras open so that the energy can flow up and through our body, the kundalini energy if you like, can flow up through our body and out to the top of our crown. And this needs to be continually open so the meridian channels in our body need to be have as little few blockages as possible so that the energy can be moving through our body, bringing consciousness through our body and upgrading us as it goes through and bringing in what we're essentially manifesting or what we're essentially thinking about or bringing into our world. So as you can imagine, blockages in certain chakras are going to stop this flow of energy and blockages in the heart I think have the biggest detrimental effect, although I can see that the root chakra is a very detrimental chakra as well to have blockages in because that stops any of the energy from moving up through your body and is affecting your kundalini or dragon energy. The root chakra links us to the past and therefore is related to ancestral trauma, of which we have many, as a collective and individually. Many of these are clearing now as the energy raises on the planet and I've noticed with myself and clients that past traumas and limiting beliefs are clearing also in our dreams. I think that this is as the planet or the, the energies are raising on the planet and moving into what we call ascension, I think that a lot of these low vibrational frequencies are simply not able to exist at this higher level that we're moving into. So a lot of the, the blockages and the traumas, the ancestral traumas, which we've epigenetically inherited from our ancestors, even from our past lives or the energy of that past life, if you like, then these are starting to fall away and we're starting to collectively move up. The second chakra is related to emotions, creativity and family and I've noticed this one is also blocked in many people as well. So this is more to do with childhood issues, issues that we've had with our family and I find that a lot of people who have blockages here, they're very emotionally disconnected from themselves and their family and again this is this energy cannot move up through the body in the way it's supposed to and in a sense moves in a different or the wrong direction through the body creating problems in your energy field, your energy body. The second chakra links to the voice and works with creativity and self-expression. 
So something that I believe that we all need to have in this life, we all need to be able to express ourselves and we all need to be able to express our creativity. If we can't express ourselves, then I feel that we'll feel unfulfilled and dissatisfied in life. Hence, blockages here can contribute to commitment issues, a lack of creativity and a detachment from oneself or one's emotions, which I see in many people. Because of the ongoing traumas that we've collectively experienced over the past three to 4,000 years, we are all carrying a lot of dead wood or baggage around with us. But I think that we can clear all of this. I believe we can clear all of this by working on our issues. And I can see that this extends into past lives as well as childhood traumas. And to a certain extent, what I've noticed is that the more traumatic something is, or the more traumatic someone remembers something from their childhood, I'm sort of finding that this actually extends back into a past life. Now, this may not be an actual past life. And in terms of past lives, I do think that not only have we, have we lived all past lives ourselves, we've lived every single archetypal variation that you can imagine because we've been around for such a long time. But we're also living, I think, through the collective conscious as well, the, the collective unconscious as well. So in a sense, we're sort of intermingling all of our past lives. So in a sense, we're not necessarily picking up traumas from our past life, we're picking up traumas from other people's energetically, energetically picking up traumas from other people's past lives. And of course, when you look at epigenetics, you know, we're, we're inheriting the memory from other people in our family, our ancestors, which can go back to 40 generations, maybe as far as 100 generations back. And so therefore, these are not our memories anyway, they're just passed down in our DNA. But in a sense, they land on our plate, and then our job is to start clearing them. And as we clear them, we clear them from our DNA, and also the DNA of the generations that come next. So we'll no longer be passing these epigenetical traumas, ancestral traumas down to the next generation, because we've cleared it from our generation. And I find this concept hugely empowering, because it makes all this deep inner work easier to do and it can really take a long time but when we know that we're doing it for each other for our families and the collective as well it sort of gets easier in a sense. For some time now I haven't really believed in karma per se. I certainly have never believed in the religious aspect of karma because you know that is a form of control and is not real at all. What I actually believe is that it's more of a level of consciousness. So I think that we enter into this life or reality at a certain level of consciousness based on what we managed to clear from our past life or where we came in from our past life. Essentially, what level of consciousness were we at when we died in our past life? And then that then allows us or dictates the level of consciousness that we come in on this life. So for example, if I had never managed to step out of victim mindset in my previous life, then I would then come into this life still with that victim mindset, then something in my childhood would trigger it, triggering that victim mindset, and then that would then create all the neural pathways moving forward that I would then see, perceive, and accept reality in that I am a victim and life is happening to me. 
And that is how I would see reality until I take back control of my life and start to understand that actually I am creating my life based on my decisions, my thoughts, my beliefs, my feelings about things, and everything that is happening in my life. If I have not woken up to the concept that I am creating everything that happens in my life through my thoughts and feelings, then in a sense, I haven't stepped fully out of that victim mindset. So as I've talked about in previous episodes, victim mindset is simply where you believe that life is happening to you, that's all. And um, as soon as we connect to the understanding that life is happening through us and it's all about energy and flow and high vibrational energy and flow, then we can start to alter changes. But of course, energetic changes that we make do sometimes take longer, well often take longer to manifest into the physical world simply because we have so many physical blockages in our own energy field and in the collective consciousness and also there's a lot of resistance in our world as well and I do think that this has has an impact and has an effect and I'll I'll talk about this in another podcast because this is something that I, I think could be an entire episode of its own. But it's not the resistance, if you like, and the low vibration or low density is not always coming from us. It's in the collective consciousness as well. So this, these are things to consider. So I feel that karma it does not exist. And I think that we have stepped into this physical body or this physical reality with a lot of collective traumas, which we are all busy clearing. And it's all about raising that level of consciousness. So we need to collectively raise this level of consciousness up out of this victim mindset. And when I say victim mindset, again, I'm very clear about this, that what I'm talking about is stepping out of the current status quo. If you like switching on that switch, which then empowers you to start asking questions, to start seeing reality in a different way, to start perceiving things in a different way and asking, is this right? Is this true? Is this real? Is this for the best interests of humanity as a collective whole? These sorts of questions. And when we've all managed to push ourselves out of that collective mindset, into a higher mindset, which is, in my mind, the mindset of mind or intellect, where we actually start to, or critical thinking, if you like, where we start to ask ourselves questions. We start to not necessarily accept everything that's happening in our life, and we start to say no a little bit more often. Then you are out of the that the mindset where you think, where you believe that everything around you is happening to you for a reason, and then you claim back your power, take, you know, take back your responsibility, which is basically, I need to move my level of consciousness up so that I'm raising my vibration. I'm continuously raising my vibration. And I feel that this is something which we are all individually and collectively doing. And as science is beginning to show that we are collective observers of reality as well as individual observers of reality, we are all collectively rising together. In fact, I feel that the entire universe is collectively rising together too. And it's, it's a matter of frequency and vibration, but it's far more complex scientifically than we understand at the moment. So it's something that 
most of us are talking about from a quantum physics or metaphysical level. But I do think that this sort of continuous, we are all raising our vibration continually all the way through and every civilization, every planet, every universe, if you like, is constantly doing that because it's all about that vibrational frequency. So the third chakra is our personal power or our confidence, self-esteem, etc. and is related to our career and ego. As you can imagine, many of us, especially in the business world, have got blockages here. And if you are someone who finds it hard to set boundaries, manage others, or be disciplined in your life, then this may be an area that you need to work on. I certainly see many, many blockages in the third chakra, and I myself had them as well. And they can take time because you have to work through so many different beliefs around it. You know, low self-esteem, it goes into imposter syndrome, um, lack of confidence, low self-belief, low self-worth, all these sorts of things which can go back, take us back into our childhood. We have to start resolving all these issues from our childhood, but also are coming about from the collective consciousness as well. So they can be, you know, we can be looking at low self-belief can go back two, three, four thousand years because this is something which I think has come up again and again and again in our in our consciousness, in our collective consciousness. And it is something that so many of us are working on. So the heart is the fourth chakra and not only acts as the bridge between the cosmos or energy body chakras and the physical world, but it also connects our physical body and energy body together. It's said in this spiritual text that our physical or emotional body links together with our energy body via our intellect. But intellect without the heart, in my opinion, causes all sorts of problems because the ego is more switched on. And as I believe that the ego is a piece of software, I feel that this has led to all sorts of problems in our world already, especially in the business world. Of course, we need an ego in order to be able to exist in a physical body. It's a fundamental part of us. But I feel that the ego has just gone insane for some people. I think that the answer to the ego that's gone mad is more heart, which is why I'm especially passionate about unlocking the heart, which unlocks your truth and your authentic self, your deep wisdom, and you as a spiritual being of light. So in this physical world that we live in, we have relegated the heart to cheesy movies, our love life, and romance, but in my opinion, it's none of these. It's our internal power source. Our love life is mostly hormonal urges. Romance, in my opinion, is mostly a lack of self-love. But in a sense, this is a trap because it stops us actually looking behind what the issues are and stops us working on our own unresolved traumas and our own unresolved issues around the heart. These are things that we need to be working on. We need to be understanding where do these feelings, these wounds come from? Where do these childhood traumas come from? And it's stopping us from seeing the real truth about things, which is that we need to get down and start repairing our own heart, releasing all these wounds and getting ourselves back to the seat of our power. 
Interestingly, one of the things that I've been noticing when I work with clients to help them enjoy their life more or achieve more success or more of their dreams, their goals, which in my world is the same thing, I've often noticed certain images or metaphors in the heart chakra that keep coming up. So like most intuitive coaches, I tend to do a body scan of the the chakras and the, the organs and different parts of the body to see what's hidden away in there. And I've noticed that I seem to see repetitive patterns between different clients. For example, many times I see a a ring of thorns, or in some cases a forest of thorns, around the heart. And I now know that this person has been hurt in the past and probably suffers from rejection issues. And depending on how thick this layer is, This dictates how much we need to to work and how many past traumas and wounds that there are from this rejection. On a couple of occasions, I've seen an entire brick wall and I've noticed that these people have literally blocked their hearts off and seem to have a problem with self-love and giving love to others or compassion. Interestingly, I've also noticed that those who've had the, the COVID vaccine have got thousands of little spiders crawling out of their heart. And I've also seen black splinters in some people's hearts, which I now know is a sign to me that there is a deep wound in there. And I know from experience that until we uncover this wound or wounds, this person will have difficulty being able to heal and move forward. It's a bit like having the splinter in our skin Until we've taken the splinter out, the cut can't heal. So we have to keep digging, digging, digging until we find that. And I I know when I found it because then I can see the splinter has gone. And that's my mind telling me, giving me information so that I, you know, in the form of metaphors so that I can understand more about the clients I'm working with. In fact, I would go on to say that every single person I've worked with has issues with the heart. But I suspect that this is because I tend to work with analytical sorts of people who work in business. This blockage often stops them connecting to the energy world in a way that's helpful to them too. As I find the heart is also the seat of our judgment and discernment. I feel that if we have big blockages in our heart, then the energy is not able to to move through the body. And in a sense, the, the, the two different parts of the body work completely independently and separately to each other. So you've got the top part, which is connected to the cosmos. And here, the person is very com- connected to the cosmos, but is not connected through the heart, connected through the mind, if you like. So I think that they may lack judgment or discernment you know, with, with the different things that they're maybe sensing or feeling or connecting to with their mind. So feeling into the wisdom of the heart will help you to feel who or what you are connecting to or speaking to and whether or not this is helpful to you. When you connect to the energy field through the heart first, in my opinion, this sorts out many problems because it takes you to that higher vibration. So you're only going to be connecting to the higher vibrational frequencies or energies of the energy field. And it also gives you that element of discernment as well so that you can get beyond the mind 
going through the heart and feel into the wisdom of the heart for confirmation or clarification of the inf information you receive. And this is hugely important too, in my opinion. I talk about many of these areas in my new book, which is written for more analytical types who need the science behind the spiritual in order to believe it, which I did too. Hence, I researched it all and then wrote it down for others to read as well. It's out in two weeks. It's called Work Your Energy, the same as this podcast, and it comes out on the 7th of June. And for that one day, or maybe go into the 8th as well, we'll be selling it for 99 pence or 99 cents. So please do buy a copy. I'm sure that you'll enjoy it. And it's already had some really great reviews from some book critics and beta readers. I've created it as an easy read because I know how busy we all are. And I'm also running a free money challenge at the same time to celebrate the launch. So I'll put the link in the notes for that. But essentially, it's on my website called Five Day Challenge. And my website address is ruthelizabethhancock.com. And that's Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. And of course, there's my social media handles, which is at Work Your Energy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or Work Your Energy on Twitter. Okay, so I've been talking for a long time. So that's probably enough for today. And I look forward to catching up with you again next week. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week and always feel free to reach out to me and ask me any questions that you want about the podcast. Okay, take care for now and thanks for listening. Bye.